Hello, you saucy minx. This episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. You know, using the internet without ExpressVPN is a lot like eating a mink without sauce, or using an analogy without a relatable simile. My point is that ExpressVPN protects all of your devices from hackers who might want to steal and sell your data. That way, you can connect anywhere and feel safe, unlike the animals in my mink's farm. So give it a try. Get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free at expressvpn.com more news. That's expressvpn.com more news. Expressvpn.com slash more news. Why, hello, and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. Hey. You'd, you'd never hear it from me because I'm a different person and. I'm Cody Johnston is the person that I am. Hi. Hi. Hello. And welcome to our guests, our friends, our colleagues. I would still consider you colleagues. Uh, Michael Swim and Abe Epperson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for having us. <laughs> that oh, was boy. Abe. Abe made that weird sound. No, I did. I'm Michael Swaim, <laughs> man Abe. of class and means. That's <laughs> Abe, too. <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. one of us always lies and one of us always says he's Abe. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, thank you guys, because what a treat to have some old friends here with us today. Always. We're going to catch up. We're going to chat for about the news, about our lives, about projects, all of that great stuff. But first, we've got to celebrate some holidays. <gasps> oh, who doesn't love a holiday? Uh, May 18th. Thursday, May 18th is send an electronic greeting card day. Um, Come on. This is a well-cat holiday. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a well-cat holiday. Big jib jab. <laughs> Got to them. Save stamps. Oh. Save money. Save a letter carrier. Send an electronic greeting card today. This seems like it's kind of undermining the post office. So, you know, I don't need to go down that route. But May 18th, also, also my partner Jen's birthday, i.e. today. And well, I got them a physical card. What a sucker. Whoa. Oh, what a wow. sucker. Could have saved pennies on the dollar, man. <laughs> Created likely back at a time when uh, electronic greeting cards were a thing. I think my, I mean, my dad still does them. I still get a lot for like a birthday. It'll have some, not every year, but I, I think last year he did. Maggie and Will's wedding notes after their wedding were digital. And I'm like, oh, we're allowed to do that word. Because <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> Yeah, we can email gifts now. That's right. Yeah, and put sound on them, which yeah. is amazing. Like it's the future, really. Yeah. Although What's I next? once saw the guy who invented gifts speak at a thing, and I think it's pronounced gifts. No. <laughs> that was not worth the time. No, it was really good. It was really you gotta good. Gotta try Michael. shit out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is this is the spot to do it. And May nineteenth. This one's fun. How much information am I going to reveal? Is Jumping Frog Jubilee Day. Yes, we'll say that again. Jumping Frog Jubilee Day. Uh, the Jumping Frog Jubilee takes place every year in May at the Calaveras County Fair. Competitors bring their frogs and try for the best time to cross the arena. Last year's champion was a five-year-old boy. Samuel Clemens, 
a.k.a. Mark Twain, lived in this area in the 19th century, and his 1865 short story, The Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County, was his breakthrough. This one's fun for me. Um, without revealing too much information, this isn't very far away from me, and it's not, like, where I live, so don't go looking for me in there, and honestly, don't go looking for me in any of the surrounding areas. However, <laughs> uh, I was doing a day trip to, there's a cute town called Murphy's, uh, that's in Calaveras County, and I was there with my parents, and we, we were driving through, and I was like, the fuck are all these signs? Why is there so many frogs everywhere? Mm -hmm. And this is right after I moved last year, and uh, it stopped. There's like a museum to it for frogs. They love their frogs, and that's when I first learned about the Calaveras County Fair and the jumping frog obsession. So you did learn about the frogs, like they, it wasn't just like a, a mystery that you solved well, today. <laughs> eventually, I might be condensing a couple different trips, but yeah, in terms of, I don't think I learned, realized at first, I was like, there's so many frogs everywhere. What is the fuck? There's big sculptures of frogs. There's frogs, frog themed this and that. I'm like, there, what is this? It's a rainforest yeah. cafe. <laughs> I figured if I... I, there was like a 1% chance I could get you excited enough to just scrap your weekend plans and go to the Calaveras County Fair, get a frog, train a frog, and see if you can win this Honestly, thing. Jonathan, it's all hinging on whether or not I'm coming to LA next week. Oh. It's like, <laughs> You'll like, have to like, not come if to I LA. Have if, to, if, I, yeah, if I'm not coming to LA, I'm going to go to this fucking frog fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I'm driving to LA at 6 a.m. on Monday morning, then probably not. I remember the first time I went to a BYOF, you know? Bring your own frog. <laughs> yeah, that's just a weird thing to say is bring your frog to... I mean, I guess that's the event, but it's like, it's I don't know... It's the only time would hear that. I don't know anyone who has a frog. I bet someone... People do people own frogs. People frog. do. People you bring your own cock to a cock fight, my man. Yeah. You know? It's <laughs> just... I guess... Uh, your own dog to a dog race? I'm not on the pulse of, you know, frog, the frog world. Your own baby to a baby tough, mm -hmm. so on. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. I've just never thought about bringing a frog. But I mean, I love that, like, five-year-old child one. wins. I wonder, like, is it the frog that gets, like, is it for the best frog or is it for, like, the best owner-frog combo? Well, it does say that that kid won, but... I watched the, the video, best, right? Isn't it a race? Frog. The video yeah. of him winning is like he puts the frog down and then like kind of taps behind it and then the frog jumps forward and he jumps forward really fast and then is caught in the in a net like 10 feet away. <laughs> and so I think it's just like you you got to get Launch lucky of having your frog jump quickly shove in the your correct frog. direction. Frog that's, shoving. that's not nearly enough time to evaluate a frog in my opinion. I don't I agree with you completely. if it's not you know if it doesn't have a top hat and a cane and singing hello my baby hello my honey can you really give it an award mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. abe's favorite movie is magnolia but mainly just for the frogs that's like his main i love in it. <laughs> when they fall from the sky and they like oh explode. yeah the froggy yeah. Yeah. yeah no i forgot about that sick fascination of mine and that seems like a good spot to put an ad break <laughs> sick, speaking of sick fascination. sick fascination hey there future winners it's me five-time raw potato eating contest champion cody the tater hater johnston you know eating raw potatoes in quick succession is literally terrible i hate doing it it's worse than death but at least i drink ag1 by athletic greens to keep my gut health stable 
That's why I gave AG1 a try, because I eat raw potatoes competitively and needed my instrument to be as strong as possible. It's got probiotics and plant-based enzymes that support my digestive system. And believe me, my digestive system needs all the support it can get. Sometimes I try to escape before the raw potato eating contest, but they always find and catch me. Anyway, if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash more news. That's athleticgreens.com slash more news. Check it out. We're back yet, y'all. Oh, this is where we get to chat like friends. I'm stressed down all the time because Abe and I are trying to produce a movie right now. Plus, I'm getting married in 10 days. Plus, as mentioned, today's my partner's birthday. We're equidistant. Goes Jen's birthday, 10 days, anniversary, 10 days, my birthday. So we realized we've accidentally set up like a horror corridor of obligation (laughs) where every year we will have to like, and as practice, we tried to do as you do sometimes after you've been together a long time. This is our 11th year together. We know we love each other. We're so busy. Don't do anything, right? But I did stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I did, told Michael. them the same thing, but they're going to do stuff. Because if you don't, and they somehow are weird about it, you're like, I knew I should have <laughs> fucking done a thing. Yeah, it's a weird off. I That's mean, right. And this is the year as well that the two of you are getting married. So... It's yeah. hard to, sure, that your, your time together, you've been together 11 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Time flies. And you will be together for all the rest of them. And mm-hmm. there are going to be years where you're able to knock it out of the park. And there are going to be years where perhaps you will have to say, we're both so busy. We're not going to. But you're getting married. It's hard to be. <laughs> it's hard. You start off your marriage year with, let's just forgo our birthdays and everything. You want to show up for them. I believe it will actually happen. There will come a point, probably, like when a kid is two, I bet that year yeah. of your life, you really do skip each other's yeah. birthdays. <laughs> I was going to say, once happening. there are kids involved, yeah. for sure. And then you're but like, yeah, no, you- I mean it. <laughs> I ain't doing shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, on the outside, just watching, it's amazing to watch your friend kind of have an amazing, like, this is a big month for Swaim, you know? Yeah. Uh, as for all the reasons, <laughs> big month. And uh, I've been kind of watching him uh, go through so much. And it's amazing when you're like like a collaborator, you know, like because mm-hmm. he's my writing partner. And it's like some days you wake up and you're like, oh, the ball of anxiety is totally in, in me and I, uh, I can't get it out and I, everything's the worst and starting to get depressed and all that stuff. And it's amazing to have someone to kind of pick you up and kind of be there and hopefully, and so far it's been pretty good in terms of like we can kind of pick each other up when we fall and that's just, because it's just day in and day out just working on you know our dreams, so to speak. Um, so it's kind of amazing to work with this guy. So I'm I'm very blessed in that regard. What a beautiful thing to say. And oh, I thanks. so know that that's true. And watching you guys, I mean, you guys have been working together for ever, our entire adult lives. I think lives. we met in 2003, you know? four, four, yeah. three, two, one. In college, 20 years, and you've grown together. Absolutely. And evolved mm-hmm. together. It's just as much as it, 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 
a partnership like that and yes cody what we have as well i think is so important and beautiful and it's its own relationship that people don't really talk about Mm -hmm. you know but you want you do want to be an emotional support system for them and of course you do it's your one of your primary partnerships in life you know and don't forget the swame stole dyad all yeah. the way back to college as well. I well, cast you as the mom, I think, right? And yeah, you did. In the play about Jesus being a kid's roommate. That's right. Very you did. hacky as a premise. <laughs> well, but you gotta start somewhere. Changed my I I've told you this story, but I don't think I've said it on this show. I was really depressed in college and I took a whole semester off and I I'd been acting my whole life. And then when I got to college, I was like, I should be a lawyer. Uh, that's how I should use my acting skills. And I started, you know, studying poli sci and international relations. And I was really depressed and I took time off from school. And I was like, before I went back, what's the one thing I can do for myself? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to audition for something. So I like put on my brave, my bravest facade and I marched over. What was the name of the Galbraith Hall? Yeah, one fifty-seven. I remember. Mandeville, yeah. Galbraith. And I saw a flyer for your play to audition, and Dang. I auditioned. And I didn't know it me. was like one of the OG auditions. It was the first audition I had there. Yeah. And the very first play I staged because I spent all freshman year auditioning, and never got cast, even though my acting teachers were like, "You're crushing it," and I'm like. I'm only here to do this. You won't let me do it. It is depressing, Katie. Totally. <laughs> when hard. you're a theater major and you don't get cast in the shows, you're really like, mm-hmm. what am I doing here? That, that was mm-hmm. my chosen profession. And I'm yeah. spending a quarter waiting to audition again next quarter. You're learning yeah. rejection. That seems like such a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. I remember that night when Michael, he, he walked over to me. We hadn't really met yet. And he put a cigar in his mouth and he said, Whatever it is, that kid's got it. <laughs> that's how it, that's how it began. And that's how mm-hmm. it all began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But UCSD. Heck yeah. Well, see, I could just chat with you guys about life and catching up for forever. Oh, yeah. We gotta yeah. well, Cody's got something, well, but we gotta talk about your we movie. We gotta allow well, Cody to speak. <laughs> I was listening to uh what you were saying <laughs> a different that podcast. was so lovely about uh, <laughs> I was listening to a couple of different podcasts. <laughs> um, I don't know which ones because I can't understand any of them. <laughs> well, you were talking about your dreams together, and I want you to talk yeah. about your dreams. Oh, what I was gonna say. Yeah, well, good. Thank you, Great. Cody, for allowing us to speak upon our dreams. Yeah, so I think I can start. Um, as mentioned, we're making an independent kind of film, and it's based on the time that Michael's father came out as a gay furry while he was a teenager. Semi autobiographical. The, if you don't know, I mean, most of your audience is probably terminally online, uh, but the term furry describes a community of fans, artists, you know, gamers. It's like a community of uh, people who who enjoy anthropomorphized animals, usually uh, through the arts. And it's often uh, they create what's called a fursona, which is an avatar or an identity that represents what their true self is. And it's a community that has been bullied by like an online zeitgeist as well as portrayals in the media and such. And so we knew that knowing that this story and a lot of the kind of examples from Michael's life that we could kind of pull from, we just thought, Hey, we can make a movie that could say essentially that humans could be better. Um, So we wrote this coming of age. 
they could be yeah. in. Uh, so we wrote this coming of age, like kind of comedy drama that deals with family, subculture, sexuality. And if, uh, if you've heard of our stuff uh, from Those Are Muskets, which Katie was alluding to, uh, we all worked at Cracked, and now Michael and I work at Small Beans. You might be interested in the fact that we're producing it now, literally right now, and you can help. Uh, and the idea is that you can go to seedandspark.com slash fund slash papa hyphen bear, the name of the movie's Papa Bear, and um, you can become a part of the movie. Get stuff from the movie, watch the film early, even go to premiere for just you know a, a meager cost. So... We're hoping that you'll visit the page and help us out because we really want to make the movie. We're very passionate about it, and we hope you agree that this is a story worth telling. But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. But short, <laughs> I promise. Um, doesn't have to be short. It does explode myths about freedom. I read just for example, people listening probably think I think as most people think, even the people who know the litter box news stories are bullshit, right. et cetera, think um, that's like a sex thing, right? Right. It's not even mainly a sex thing for most people. It was for my dad, so we get into that, <laughs> because it led him to being comfortable with his queerness, and that's actually, it's a very queer-inclusive community, and so that's true for a lot of furs, but not for a lot of furs. For a lot of furs, it's like, I like com- certain subgenre of comic books. We go to fur cons, um, both for this and I did growing up with my dad, and identical to san diego comic con like it's just a bunch of nerds yeah just a bunch of nerds and there's the exact (laughs) same amount of sexual content which is to say like five percent or whatever and uh some people hook up in the hotel rooms that's true at all comic conventions etc all all conventions all conventions really all gatherings all gatherings of people (laughs) yeah Yeah. somebody be fucking that's right well all i wanted to add is that it's broader than that because it's not like a furry interest movie uh, it's an ensemble piece. Uh, we've and like if you don't know us because you just came here through even more news, we have done stuff at a very like I would call movie level of polish, and uh, we even made a movie once that wasn't as polished as I'd like it to be, but it's still a movie. And so I'm in it. Yeah, exactly. You are in it. Oh, yeah. you're so good in that too, and you get the final joke of the whole movie. Yeah, kill me now. You can watch that for free on YouTube in its entirety if you want. It's also got Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett. It's funny. I just wish it looked better because we were very young. We were babies. But the point is, production-wise, like, we can do this. We know we can. We're very confident in that regard. And uh, I wanted people to know, it's not, like, only interesting if you're a furry. Like, we compare it to, like, Lady Bird, Eighth Grade. You know, it's like a family drama comedy with heart. Yeah, I can say that. I have read this script. I don't know that I've read the most recent iteration for you guys have had a version of this for a long time and it's wonderful. And just to underscore everything that they've already established about the furry community. Yeah. Cody and I uh, went to a furry convention uh, a while back and covered it for uh, our other former show. (laughs) Worst year ever. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating. It is just, any other community and there's so much information which is why uh misconception about what it means and it's heartbreaking because there are some beautiful stories and people that come from this place and there there is a lot of shame around how people talk about it the way people are derogatory and i think movies like this will be very important in uh actually understanding this community a uh, short story about that just because like it's so true 
we recently went to the Golden State for a convention, um, and there was a kind of panel about content creation. And there was a little kid had his uh, mom kind of like there. Uh, clearly, he wanted to create content. Clearly, uh, she was being supportive of him. And his question when they opened up the question of floor is, how do you deal with furry hate? And it just like broke my heart. You know, it was yeah. just like one of those things where it's just like, man, you don't even like the Internet is jokes. And I'm glad that the Internet is jokes. But sometimes you don't think about the fallout of people who are just like there to do the thing they want to do. And have, yeah, but now there's yeah. like this eight or nine year old kid is like, so I posted something totally innocuous. He didn't say it at these words. Why is everyone so mean to me? And right. there was this pause and they're like, yeah, it's yeah, that's tough. Like, they don't know why. And like, right. I don't understand why. And we try to, you know, it, and we just think it's an urgent time for that with like so much trans Absolutely. hate and queer hate generally resurging. So it's definitely more about like everyone's journey towards coming to terms with whatever their sexuality is, is super complex and individualized and unique mm -hmm. to each person. And if it doesn't impact you, go fuck yourself. Like our only thing, like the just other message, leave. the yeah. core message of the movie is not even just leave. It's that tolerance does not require you to love or even understand yes. whatever seems weird or unfamiliar to you. Yes. You just have to mind your own business. That's Man, all. It that's doesn't kind of matter. I find myself falling back on that a lot in my conversations up here. I've moved to the mountains, as you guys know, yeah. uh, where I'm like, what does it matter? Mm -hmm. you, don't, yeah. you don't have to understand. Or something. transphobes, modern transphobes. I'm like, you did not know trans people existed. Right. Ten years ago, you never thought the word trans in your life. Who, like, how is this impacting you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's brand new to them. They think it's an attack, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite things is like, you see, the thing is like, I don't care about you so much. Why can't you be like me? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, this seems like a good time to talk about the news. Yeah, it is. It the always news, is after man. all. Because we kind of are slip sliding our way into that arena anyway. Mm -hmm. But you know what? First, let's first slip slide our way into an ad. We've got it. We got to put an ad in right Nailing now. It, and Cody. then we'll come back to talk about the news. Cha -cha. And we are back as promised for even more news. That's what I think I promised. Diane Feinstein. We're going to start off with, or should I say, Diane Reeseinstein. Hey, hey. You should say that. Wait, are um, you combining did... her name with Einstein? You think she's a brilliant? I think she should I resign. I think she should resign. I soft launched this joke once before on this show when we didn't quite talk about Diane Feinstein, and then I tweeted it. So we're just going to so grind is this, it. Is this the hard launch then? Is this is like yeah, the... this is the hard launch. <laughs> Diane Reeseinstein. Let's get it trending on Twitter, folks. <laughs> It's going to be a t-shirt making machine. <laughs> it's in the title of the episode. It's going to be a t-shirt. Yes. I can't promise that. Diane's back in the Senate, voting with her buds again as of last week. But I don't think that anybody's very confident in her, her, her ability to uh, perform or why, whether or not she should even be there at all. <laughs> it's awful, actually. I'm laughing, but it's, it's very brutal to watch. You guys mm. seen some of the clips, 
seen her being wheeled into the Senate chambers. Yeah, she's an ancient bag of bones. It's a an ancient bag of bones. It deserves uh, a break. Deserves a break. I something because you sent these articles out, and one thing that I read is it's it was almost like the writer was the the author was it was necessary that they like address it up top. I mean, it's kind of what it's about, but like it's like I asked her how she was feeling. Oh, I'm feeling fine. I have a problem with the leg. A fellow reporter asked, "What's wrong with your leg?" Nothing that's anyone's concern but mine. It's just like that is an encapsulated, mm. like, oh yeah, there's a problem, but I'm not going to say it. I don't have to say it. But even though I'm, well, the, you know, a yeah. representative, uh, there is a little worry about that. It is a, you know, in the news cycle. So you can tell us a little bit more. Nah, go fuck yourself. You know, like that's, it's strange how that's navigated these days. Well, here, I'll, I'll, um, share this little tidbit uh this is a report from slate and it was an interaction uh with a reporter and between a reporter and feinstein i guess outside of the senate i'm not sure uh when a fellow reporter asked her what the response from her colleagues had been like since her return though the conversation took an odd turn no i haven't been gone she said okay you should follow that i haven't been gone i've been working when asked whether she meant that she'd been working from home, she turned feisty. No, I've been here. I've been voting. She said, please, you either know or you don't know. So that's really alarming. The whole world knows that she's been sick, uh, that she hasn't been gone for months. Uh, mm -hmm. We have been waiting for her return in order to get some very important work done. <laughs> well, it's and like do a, do a job. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah but... Also, I feel like feisty has become our code word for very old person who should not be working anymore, but they still yeah. are. They must be feisty, not addicted to power in a way that they can't let go of. Feisty. Yeah. Well, and like uh, the two lines, Abe, that you were talking about, that is also like feisty in a weird way. It's like, it is. Because why did you bring it up? <laughs> oh, the th oh, the thing you mentioned. Well, it's none of your business. Well, that's this sort of like disconnect um mm -hmm. that i don't know like i uh just the irritability that comes from not necessarily knowing well, where you've been people or that what's are going on. becoming senile i mean this not to just keep ragging on the poor woman but a couple before she was gone for her lengthy absence i mean there there are a number for years this has been an, a known secret for years that she's been ailing and that her mental faculties aren't what they once were there are times when she was reading statements in the Senate and then repeated herself or like it started the same, forgot that she'd even asked this question in a line of questioning and said the same one, you know, really just appearing to not understand fully or remember all of her actions or, or, you know, what, what she's even said. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, was this today or yesterday? Uh, I think it was today, a report from Politico. I guess Nancy Pelosi's daughter, uh, Nancy Prouda, has been acting as her caregiver and has been her chaperone. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, this is a lot of Pelosi influence, perhaps, as to why Diane hasn't resigned. Because if Diane was to resign, Gavin Newsom has made clear that he would appoint a black woman 
as her replacement. Oh, dear and that, me. <laughs> and that would be Barbara Lee. Yeah. Right. But Nancy Pelosi wants Adam Schiff. Yeah, and Adam Schiff situation. is the front runner in California. So what's best for Adam Schiff? It would be for Diane Feinstein to finish her term. Mm-hmm. What's de- best for Diane Feinstein and the Democratic Party? Not that. Uh, yeah, it's really actually like really disgusting. Uh, it's uh, it's really upsetting. Yeah, I wonder if anything will actually like change from this because like it's not hard to just. I guess it is hard. Like. This is the elder abuse. They're abusing this woman and like to hold this seat from certain people, I guess. And it's just very weird that everybody seems to know what's going on. And like there are these people just sort of like wheeling her around like, no, don't. We can't let you talk because it's a possible, you know, a potential problem. Yeah, for just like it's this liability. Um, it's very uh, it's just disturbing uh, that we're in this like age of just like. The oldest people on earth, just like not just our letting dinosaurs. go, like not letting go even a little bit. Yeah, how about that coronation? Bro, it's not even huh? her, like, <laughs> like, yeah. God, I know. But then on the other side, they don't even like let you leave with dignity. Right. You know, like if they, they if they respect Diane Feinstein as much as they say they do, they they let her go so they don't have to like keep parading her around and keep forcing her to do all these votes so that her senior staff can get cushy jobs and whoever's next and so they can't like secure their person as the next senator of california she's gonna be 90 next month 90 i can't imagine what it's like well i mean it you know to live in the public eye like that but it's the framing the argument kind of stuff like the uh you i see what you want to do i like talking to reporters like i see what you want to get out of me i see what their story is and it's usually valid but it's like no i'm done you're not going to get anything from me about that that reveals so much about like well okay so what are your interests here you want to make this a non-story and that i mean that's not up to you um, and that's something that I feel like politicians have been doing a lot more, been a lot looser with mm-hmm. in, you know, the recent, you know, just in the recent years. But that's probably been developing forever. But like, it's just one of those things, just like we shouldn't we should be able to ask these questions uh, without them saying, like, how dare you? This is an affront to, you know, the office. No, it's not. It's just, you know, the public, the the public asking some questions about are you still cool? You know, are you still good to go? And when it's obvious that that is a valid question. Well, a talking point that everyone says on both sides and all points on the spectrum, like we all say free speech is theoretically good, right? It's, uh, it is, it's frustrating because it's like, it is a thing that is all the, it's always there, but it does seem like it's more and more and more, uh, yesterday, uh, a Congress person, like shoved somebody for asking a question i missed that like yeah. physically it just attacked them uh it's so i didn't but, miss it like no oh, i missed that but i missed that <laughs> yeah. story. oh oh no oh civility no oh. Was um, that clay higgins yeah clay higgins thank mm. you sounds like a country star but uh same thing like what gianforte did uh mm-hmm. five years ago six years ago but it doesn't seem to matter everyone it feels like a talking point that works on all stages is no 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 i work for the american people damn it or like i'm your employee and it just seems like employees oh 
<laughs> their employer the like check in on are you physically able to do your job yeah. uh, and cognitively able to do your job uh, and i do think that's fair to ask but i also want to double down on what abe said is i think we often hmm everyone is just a person so like it would be interesting to be tom cruise cuz in some sense he's still just a human guy right he must have doubts and blah 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 whoever abraham lincoln it's crazy that it's just a normal guy in that situation and I guess I just feel like I think that, but on the other hand, I really can't fathom what it would be like to be in a job in such a large, powerful country where your job is like, I represent 50,000 people. I'm like, not their king at all, but I sure can't get away with a lot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine what that does to you. I think in some ways mm -hmm. you must, and then regardless of political party, high level public servants must think differently than I think. Absolutely. I just don't see how you could stay. There's something human. that happens for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's similar to like when people accumulate a lot of money. We have done an episode on this. Jonathan wrote it. You know, how that doesn't that not affect, affect you. <laughs> yeah. It does affect you. It affects you very deeply how you connect with people, how you relate to people. Cody, you look like yeah. you got something. No, just yeah, how you view yourself, how you're you like you're like, well, they're not kings. Yeah, they are. Many of them kind, kind of. of think that way, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Little mini kings. Of, just a bunch of pile of bones and fear. That's all they are. <laughs> that feels like a good time to transition to Twitter's new CEO. Our favorite bones. God, what a okay. mess. Jonathan, do you want to talk to us about some of this? Sure. I mean, you know, I I started writing the notes on this just about her new uh, Twitter's new CEO, which was announced, I think, last Friday. And since then, there was another one of these weeks that Elon had where I just have like 10 bullet points of all the yeah. weird shit he said and did. So but let's start with that guy. Can't let's start enough. with yum, the yum, CEO. Yum. Uh, Twitter's new CEO is uh, named Linda Yaccarino. She was previously head of ad sales at NBC Universal. Uh, she's a former Trump appointee. She was on his president's council on sports. She on Twitter, she follows Jack Posobiec and Cat Turd and lives of TikTok. So we get an mm. idea of who this person is. Fucking uh, woke she, bitch. Oh, I yeah, shouldn't have well, said bitch. <laughs> well, she <laughs> uh, she uh, people are freaking out about her. Well, people, the cat turds of the world are freaking out about her association with the World Economic Forum because mm -hmm. they think this mm -hmm. makes her a, quote, far left loon deeply infected with the woke mind virus because they think that the World Economic Forum is behind a great reset where people will be forced to live in pods and eat bugs. Mm -hmm. And I know that just went from zero to like a thousand <laughs> real quick. Sure did. But that is what they think. Anyway, this is the person whose job it is to bring like American Airlines and Coca-Cola back to Twitter while Elon's like saying like, don't call Marjorie Taylor Greene a white supremacist mm. and calling <laughs> George Soros Magneto. That's a in lot. the bugs or the pods? Anybody want to get in the pods and eat the bugs? Well, I uh, don't know. Me. What kind of amenities are in those pods? What's going on outside the pods? Who here that has eaten the bugs? I've not eaten the bugs. I do pay to go into a pod a couple times a month. Sensory deprivation oh, yeah. pod. Oh, so how I'm is that? fine with pods. If that's not where you live and you're allowed out of the pod, I think sure. pods are great. Well, well if I you mean, want if out I of the pod, you got to eat the bugs. 
Yeah, it's okay. a, it's it's a combo deal. There's yeah. no yeah. separate. There's like a tube with the bugs in it. <laughs> oh it in it. It's like a breathalyzer. You put it in. Yeah. Some bugs crawl down the tube, eat some bugs, and then the eat pot some opens. bugs. For some reason, the mascot goes over your nose and mouth, <laughs> so they can get up there if you're not blowing. Oh a lot. yeah, you got to get in all the holes. <laughs> That's yeah. a part of it for me. This oh, is a sex thing, bugs. right? This oh. is a sex thing. I was yeah. just thinking of the Love Is Blind pods, which look pretty cushy. Mm. Oh yeah, on yeah about. the little r- room. Like, yeah, I could live in that that's room. That's a that's a straight up room. Is that you what they mean by pod. pods? Just call. I don't know. I think pod is just a pod. circular room, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's like so. A, yeah. It could look like really? anything. Really? Uh, I was hoping like a fa- futuristic coffin. That's mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, like like, an, like the Matrix. You know. Yeah. Or a, or it's about. like a hovercraft that you race against Sebulba through the oh yeah Beggars Canyon. Did you say Volva? No, Sebulba. Said, they I call thought, him the vulva. I, I thought that you said race through a vulva. I'm not um, about to drop. I'm not about to drop a, a V word on this no. podcast. And you guys, I, I have to be honest. I do think that we've lost the thread here a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. <laughs> so vulva. like the main takeaway, I would like to point out that, uh, you know, there have been has been talk. I mean, Linda, Linda's Probably. got a bad job <laughs> ahead of her. She's Got a bad situation. Oh, you mean being in charge of a failing into... company? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Wants to oh, use. yeah. Uh, there is talk of this being what is this called? The glass slide, glass cliff, glass cliff. I like <laughs> mine. Um, <laughs> Slip and slide. In the... Yeah, like whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, <laughs> like glass ceiling. Down. As in, yeah, you're, but it's a you're putting glass. a woman in charge to get credit, but she's set up to fail completely. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I did it though. I'm diverse like, or whatever. Well, what? We've <laughs> got this diverse woman. We look at yeah. us. We're being woke, and it's an impossible job. So, um, you know, that is a possibility. Although she is, mm-hmm. by all accounts, very qualified for this position, for this terrible, terrible job. I wouldn't would she ex- assume it's anything other than just a terrible, terrible decision. I feel like Elon, to buy it in the first place for lulls, was a terrible decision. And he's only made <laughs> like only bad decisions 100% of the time. When it comes to like implementing changes on Twitter, they never work. He takes most of them back. <laughs> Everyone goes, we don't want this. And he goes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> advertisers go, us neither. We're out. So like. I assume he just fucked up and she's going to do bad because it seems to be the way it's going with Twitter. It seems like he's because uh, he's always wanted to um, make this other app. <laughs> he didn't want Twitter. He wanted to make an app called X. That's basically um, Ooh, payments. Yeah. <laughs> payment and a payment app, a messaging app uh, like a like for crypto and bank, like all this kind of stuff <sighs> for everything. It's an everything. But instead app. of yeah. doing that, bought Twitter and is like forcing that onto it. Um, which I don't think will work, but he'll probably still make that eventually. It seems like Twitter will fail, and he'll use a lot of the stuff that he wanted to do to make the X app, which enough people will pay for, because clearly, if you charge more than $8, right, you just charge, like, $40. They'll pay $40. Now you now like, need they'll pay $50. Yeah. people, right. So and weird. just cater to those people. If he's a good little businessman like he says he mm. is like you would know that one of the basic kind of tenets of running a business is you don't once you become a success you don't like pivot to a different thing mm. unless market forces are telling you you have to pivot you know like but now need to make is such a good unique name <laughs> you just can't not it's so much better than twitter 
Yeah, there's no, I mean, just as uh, comedians, when we jump from crack to, or we're pushed, however you want to look at it, <laughs> to do our own thing. We went you, down the slide. You lose like 80% or, and then you're lucky enough to like build it back up. But in the, in the immediate, and think about comedians you love. You don't go, where did that guy go? I got to follow him, you know, only for maybe one or two or three of your favorite creators. So it's all about the stage and the channel. You immediately, everything falls off if you change channels. So, uh, but like I just said, like, sure, but he'll probably do that because that's the bad, wrong thing to do. So he probably will. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't worry, everybody. He's staying on as CTO, head of product. Cool. Our boy's so, not going anywhere. So we can get longer videos. So he's going to make her job really hard. Yeah, longer videos. My goodness. Jonathan, what else has been going on in Elon Twitter land this week? Because there's some, some yummy bits. Well, uh, let's see. He gave us big, wide-ranging interview to David Faber at CNBC, which was also simulcast as a Twitter space. Ah, Interestingly, he said working from home is morally wrong for yeah, the people doing the wild. working from home. Really wild. And it, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that he has a car company and he wants people to commute to their jobs in his cars. Um, but he's like, it's messed up that there's people who like the people who build cars and make food have to go to work. But those who have laptop jobs don't. I like man the phrase. Man of the people, then. Uh, man uh, of the people. No, he's, he specifically said, but those in the laptop <laughs> class. Man of the people. The laptop class. Yeah. Don't try the, to talk the, about the, class. The other people, the people who aren't me and my billions and billions and billions of dollars. What Those a elite ridiculous person. Class. I guess it's yeah. just good to know that he thinks everyone's job should be equal. That he's, you know, yeah. basically a communist. Everyone, if, if one person has a harder Dude. job, everyone should have that same level, right? Now that is base. I that's thought that's why you're rolling out that plan to give everyone a, an emerald mine, right? It's one per emerald mm -hmm. mines for all. all. Yeah, everybody gets one. It's, it's on God right there. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I'm reading right now, because uh, I'm just searching Elon Musk and just looking at the news. I'll say oh, what I out there? <laughs> quote. I'll say what I want to say. And if the consequences of doing that is losing money, so be it. So, I love that's so perfect. Be it. Well, we're gonna play the whole clip from that. Oh, okay, I think, never mind. Now, then, no, yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. never mind. Thank you it's so much, very, Jonathan. Very... Set us up for this. Just for our listeners to know, there's nothing wrong with the podcast. There will be a 12 second silent <laughs> pause in the middle of this, and um, I feel like we have to play the whole thing. When he's yeah, eating bugs, he's yeah, just just so you know, you guys. <laughs> while he there's a pause. It's a shot of Elon Musk staring off to the side, like gathering his thoughts. No, okay. gathering his thoughts. Real Eating introspective. Thought. Having a think. Like. Sometimes I like Having to a think, think. think my thoughts. Anyway, you guys will see. You know, do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he shares so much of it. Or are there advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yacarino will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the you things gotta you stop. tweet. <laughs> there it is. Use it. Use Motionless. Your Use your brain. Use it. Use your brain. You know, I'm reminded of... Uh, the, the, the scene in The Princess Bride. 
Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Great movie. Where it is. He great, confronts great the movie. person who killed his father. And he says, Offer me money. What? Offer me power. Oh. I don't care. <laughs> So you just don't care. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. You want to share suggest, you but that's say. not I'll what he said. I'll say what I want to say. And if, if, well, if, uh, wait, hold on, boys. Thing, losing money, so be it. The thing is about it not being the line is that the actual line adds context to make what he's quoting and the point yeah. he's trying to make not relevant to the situation he's that's talking right, about because you killed my father that's not the situation for elon musk <laughs> right you it just my father and i want my uh, father but I back love, that's so revealing you're like yeah. someone said something mean about me online i think that's similar to this guy whose father was murdered in front of him <laughs> that's how fragile his ego is i really yeah. believe that. well yeah Yes. Also, like, I, but, offer me money. I don't care. Yeah, you've got a lot of it already. You've got a lot of <laughs> it already. That's the thing. The stakes You're are very fine. different. Was Inigo Montoya the richest, most powerful man in Florin and Gilder at the? Mm -hmm. in, in yeah, the that's why the movie was so short. Yeah, I mean, I've been told it's like, oh, he's just saying he doesn't care about the consequences. Uh, he wants to be able to speak his mind and speak his truth. And I'm like, do you? really think that Eddie like he changes his mind about everything all the time he's just chaotic he doesn't believe half of the shit he says he's just playing to an audience he's people give him so much more credit and respect the people that like him you know what I mean Ugh, what am I saying they'll jump through hoops to defend him well it's because his martyrdom isn't real he's one right. of the most powerful people on the planet if you're like let them come so be it then you're someone who's making a stand and yes, represents maybe some people, but you're not, you're not actually a martyr. It's because it's, it like does well in his well, mind. He's like, I look good when I say stuff like yeah. this and, and you can know that it's calculated. Yeah. At its core, like this quote is saying, I don't care about money. I don't care about po power. I don't want any of that. I want my father back. You fucking son of a bitch. Does Elon think that he does? He is the power. He is one of the most powerful people in the world and richest people in the world. And he owns the site that and is unilaterally making changes all willy nilly uh, that affects people's lives and livelihoods, that affects the news and how we consume it. You don't yeah. get to compare yourself to an underdog character. <laughs> That right. spent their life on a single focused mission. Their entire life only in hunting does, down though. this man. He does, though. He can. He can and he does. Uh, Spend it's the his same, life on it's one the, single uh, mission. Assassination coordinates, right? It's that like, oh, yeah. fake martyrdom, Abe, that you're talking about. Where it's yeah. Like, yeah, if I say it enough, people will be like, oh, Elon's under attack. Well, eh, what do you mean by that? And, it, and that example shows how clearly in that case, he did not know about the consequences. He said something and did something because it felt right, because branding is good, because he knows that he is an icon, regardless of what we have to say about it. He's a powerful figure in the, in the zeitgeist, and he knows he has to play a certain role. And so he's yeah. doing things for that. And that is a false 
mentality. That is a mentality that is not one of a martyr. It's none of the things he tries to portray. He's trying to be this bastion of truth, but I, it's just like I, it's tough to a lot see so many people falling for it. Yeah, it's these uh, constant contradictions. Um, like uh, you know, thinking that he's making these decisions for any reason other than like you're saying, like the performative the act of it like knowing like well this is the kind of thing i would do like firing everybody he said today or yesterday that he didn't research Even just in this moment he seems like like there's evil evil focused people like desantis elon seems really reactive like i feel like he's just going into rooms and then wanting to come off cool in that room yeah it's the impulsive thing of like you get enough wealth and then you're only going to act on like that impulse you're gonna whatever i want you know whatever uh let's wrap things up by talking briefly about the writer's strike and and whatnot uh cody you saw something on twitter today it's related to what Uh, we were just talking about related to our man elon uh don't know his last name not gonna learn it so we'll we'll be continuing to talk about these strikes i know like sag is going to be voting probably and the the strike will probably get bigger and bigger I'll just interject as a SAG member to say, yeah, we got sent, we're getting sent today our strike authorization vote cards. And if you happen to be an actor that listens to this show and you get one, it's very, very important that uh, we actually vote SAG voting uh, statistics, statistics turnout (laughs) is very, very low, probably about like 30%. And just for context, the WGA strike authorization vote was like at almost 80%, I want to say, response. And so that gives a much stronger mandate than if only 30% of people show up and vote. But yes, so we have a couple weeks to get that back. And then I believe negotiations for the SAG contracts will start June 7th, and they have until June 30th. And if we'll see, it's very much in conjunction with what the WGA is fighting for. I'm sure you've seen lots of actors out mm-hmm. protesting. Anytime I'm in LA while this is going on, I will be joining them and protesting at the Calaveras County Frog Fair if I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, that's just a little update from uh, the Screen Actors Guild side of things. Uh, there's this ad that is uh, apparently Tesla's uh, ad for Tesla featuring Ryan Reynolds. That's just odd because. I mean that dude hustles so but hard. But is it Ryan Reynolds? He must well, have so know. much money. Let's already. listen to let's listen to him. Talk He's got that whole this. cell phone company and shit. All right, I'll shut up. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. How much do you think it would cost to own a car that's this fucking awesome? Ah, I see. <laughs> driving, self-driving. What the shit? That's the coolest thing ever. Okay. What if I told you you could own this car for less than the lifetime cost of a Toyota Corolla? So this is a jib-jab. Whose balls do I have to fondle to get a Tesla instead of a shit Corolla? Well, today you can buy one for just $36,490. Yeah, for those not watching, Ryan Reynolds is played by an animatronic sex doll. It it looks, I mean, it looks looks like a high-tech jib-jab almost where the animated face or something. Yeah. Um, it's very weird. I don't think it's actually associated with Tesla. It seems like a marketing guy. Um, and it's just the kind of thing that uh, seems to 
be a harbinger of doom, well, I guess. The, the, uh, what like, the tweet, fuck? The tweet with it says this was generated by AI uh, to tie this conversation to the writer's strike conversation. Uh, yeah, well, there's going to be, like, there's, unless it ends quickly, um, there's just going to be this huge push from <coughs> these kinds of people who think that art or anything, not even that, like, a Tesla commercial would be amazing art, but, like, that robots can do it and we can just, like, use whoever. We're just going to, yeah. like, are, are you an act? Have you been in something? Has your art been online? Has your writing been online? Has, has your image been online? Well, it's going to go in our little robot ads for bullshit. Um, and I don't, again, this isn't, like, an official ad for them. Um, it doesn't appear, but he's got a little gold check mark next to his name. So it's it's not an yeah. official ad, although Elon Musk replied nice to oh, it. Oh, cool. What? And what? the I mean, this this tweet has a community nice. note on it. And the guy's like, disclaimer, we made this with deep fake AI and the the listeners can't see what we just see, but saw. But there's no way you would think that was Ryan. Reynolds. You'd be like, yeah, no shit, dude. But. So is that legal? And the answer is, well, there aren't laws against it yet. Man, sometimes it feels like one of the main ways to make money is just to go, well, there's no law against stealing that art yet. Right. And then, like, mm -hmm. the writer's strike is in part to address how streaming was that. They're like, none of these contracts well, say stru for streaming. And, uh, Streaming's so. not really a show. But, we can like, pay you whatever we want. Specifically, in terms of the SAG negotiations, this is literally what we're going to be talking about yeah. uh, because there are contracts uh, where they're starting to try to include use of an actor's image, yeah. and voice in perpetuity and shit like that. Right, I, everyone's not, seeing I, how far can we push this? When will they push back? How's when, the do yeah. when do we and not like you, need like people? When do we not need people? Watching this it, video. And it's like, fuck you. You think the one crucial human job in the chain of making art is you the suit you think like yeah it'll all be robots and us the executives <laughs> the real ones who make dreams come alive right, we'll be like, there fuck you dude <laughs> it's so absurd um and like the wiggle room that they're gonna allow like because like like you're saying jonathan the commercial doesn't look like ryan reynolds is in the commercial it's like they took a photo and they stretch his mouth what's what is the line because you could make a cgi ryan reynolds if you had the time uh, eventually, AI will probably be able to do a pretty decent Ryan Reynolds. So is it like, well, if you make it look a little worse, it's okay, right? Like, obviously, you can't do, like, this is his image. It, it's fooling well, you. Because now it's parody. It's or now it's, I'm not yeah, trying to fool right. you. I'm just using this pretty close Ryan Reynolds voice and a pretty close image to tag him on Twitter and say, buy a Tesla. Like, it's just. But then what if you did a mess. series of 50 of those and a sitcom starring Ryan Reynolds? Now is it <laughs> right. still okay? Like, but it's like, clearly yeah. not him. We got to figure AI this all out. Like, yeah. yeah. It seems bad. Seems it bad. For, seems like, tough for like and bad. Art and artists and well, it seems like it, it requires subtlety bad. and tact to navigate. So it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. So we can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I can't believe he replied nice to that. Also, the writing's terrible. Yeah. Man, oh, they're yeah. shitty. They threw in that one joke, whose balls do I have to fondle? They're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like only a Ryan Reynolds -y joke. Thing. And it's, you're like, uh, a little bit, I guess. Yeah. But it's a robot's version of a Ryan Reynolds joke. Right. It's, it's like a robot who read the lines that he has said. It's like, well, this kind of thing. So it's not anything. Well, whose dick do I have to suck? 
is a line that dates from like the 40s. So it's just yeah. Mad Libsing that line. It's like, just it's all nothing. hack. Yeah. Um, to answer one thing that you said before, I guess it's time to wrap things up, but you know, I don't think these executives, I mean, maybe they do see themselves as the only important part in the creation of entertainment. I think that they don't care about entertainment. I don't think Mm -hmm. that they actually care about the art in any capacity. And that shouldn't be a surprise, but you kind of think that with Hollywood and stories, because we all come here with such passion for this and reverence for the art form, all the different, all different art forms, you know, and knowing how hard it is to succeed in this industry, but, but caring enough that we want to try anyway. Mm-hmm. And to see these people who run things really showing their cards in that they absolutely do not give a shit about art. They yeah. do not care. They do not see its cultural significance. They do not respect it in any capacity. And, and that's what we're seeing. And I just also want to say that both the writer's strike and SAG negotiations, and I don't know much about the Director's Guild and what they're negotiating yet. I will. But this could be the last chance we get. Yeah, you got to strike first. 1,000%, the only yeah. chance we have. Before the Wild to, West sort of gets the people because who this have is happening. power and money to do with everything. And um, whatever is decided here, you can't go back on. Not easily. Anyway. Yeah. It's, which is why you should support the small independent <laughs> independent. That's right. We should yeah. also say, yeah, uh, or I feel the need to say, the fact that we wrote in our self-producing and directing a movie right now does not violate any of this stuff, yeah. which we stand for, for multiple reasons I could get into, but just trust me, but we looked into it. We're like, I mean, oh, the big one yeah. is that we're not working with any WGA signatories, so. Yeah. Exactly. The main, exactly. Yeah, the so I was going to say the main one being in our entire illustrious careers where we've been blessed to have many, many fans and do some great work. We've never qualified for any of these guilds. <laughs> We've never had reps or agents or managers. We're just out here in the wild, man. Yeah. So our shit doesn't is not real enough for this. So we're so we're good. We thank you for saying that. And it's real to me. Well, it's the kind of, it's yeah, the kind I of disagree. Thing that... <laughs> well, yeah. we've been talking about it in terms of what our support for the WGA is and what we should or should not be doing. Um, and we have also looked into it. And we uh, are not WGA. We are not working with WGA writers or in any capacity. And, you know, I've talked to several writer friends and in general, the support, the idea is you support us by talking about it, support us by amplifying uh, the movement and, you know, well, part of people. it is also like yeah. what you're talking about like you do, you've done so many all these things but you don't qualify and like that's right. weird um we're not you know that's uh, one involved the in yeah. the industry um and that's weird if all your stuff has been online that's not real yet that's one of the things they're it's not real on. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. There, there's Anywho. always been even sag has issues with that you know like oh definitely just like, uh, let's put Webb in the corner over here just for a or little asterisk, bit until we asterisk. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which is, to be you know, honest, something. they didn't do such a good job in figuring <laughs> it out last time around. It's tough. Which is it's like tough. been a real difficult. It's really hard to 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 come here and, and try to be any sort of a creative person and 
um, navigate this ever-changing well, anyone landscape. Anyone can be creative, you know? Yeah. Uh, when I made my first Ryan Reynolds chat GDP, mm-hmm. uh, GDP <laughs> uh, AI app, you know, like they, they said, this is not creation. This is not, this is not art. And I beg to differ. Well, but you believed in yourself and you I believed in the in power. But you know of- what? Prompt you know, let making them, Elon and Musk said nice. Let them come. I was you know? say, whereas so I count out immediately. I was like, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you like? <laughs> All right, sorry, like a robot. Chat GPT, my script that Chat GPT wrote, and it said it was good. So, oh, so validation. Yeah. I made an AI to t- <laughs> guys. AI this has been fun friend. having you here. I miss you guys. Love you I guys. Know. I'm so excited. I get to see you both soon. A couple times. times. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be wait. too much, probably. A little too much, maybe. Well, I, we'll I'm see. planning on making it too much. Oh, yes. 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 You will dislike me by the end. Yeah. Perfect. No, it's going to be great. Every, direct everybody where to go to support you guys and where to follow you and all the good things. Yeah, normally we'd probably promote our podcasting network which if your main interest is podcast you can find that at small beans just by searching that phrase and podcast i made the word podcast um but we're using this time way more on papa bear so papa bear papa bear mm-hmm. again that's uh the indie movie we're making if you skipped the first few minutes for whatever reason <laughs> uh it's a coming of age family dramedy that we've been working on for like seven eight years and it's ready to go into production we already got some investors on board to the point where we're like pretty confident that it's going to come together, uh, but we're crowdfunding a portion of it, and that portion is very crucial. The campaign's running right now. If uh, you know our work from Cracked or the premise of a guy in his middle age coming out as a gay furry to his fa- family, including his like 17-year-old son, and then wackiness ensues and people learn and grow, if that appeals to you, you can find out much more over at seedandspark.com slash fund slash papa hyphen bear. Or if that's too long, just search Papa Bear Seed and Spark. You'd probably find it. You'll find it. Or, yeah. But we are also going yeah. to include a link to it somehow. Tweets. We'll tweet the link. Papa Bear Jonah. Michael we'll Abe. We'll include the link. Something. Yeah. First tip. Papa Bear Michael Abe. Google it. I'm pretty sure. That you, works? Yeah, you, yep. Yep. That, that, that works. Awesome. There Thanks, you go. Guys. Lots. Thanks. We're making sure you guys know how to get there. Well, I want to see this movie. Me too. I have been aware of this movie and this story for a long time, and I think it's a wonderful project. Uh, wholehearted support for me on this. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. It means a lot. Gosh, this has been good. This has been fun. What? Cody's looking aghast at us. Nothing. At us. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to take credit to for us. the to great us. thing that well, Katie said. Well, I was just speaking for myself. We. I don't ever know Support. when I'm supposed to be speaking for just you or for just me or for both of us. I'm never speaking for just you. Okay, whatever. We're done. We're done with the show. Right. It's been you're, fun. You're about to speak you for guys, me. You're about to speak for me. I am. You're right. I'm about to speak for you. And I just want to tell everybody out there listening that we. We. Love you very much. Much. Thank you.